Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven fempreneurs learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Turn your dreams into actionable, marketable, and profitable plans and make your business irresistible. Welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I am your host, Amber Hurdle, and today I am thoroughly excited to speak to Mr. Brian Boyd, who is the Chief Social Officer of Brandstar and CEO of Media Connect Partners, LLC. Brian and his wife, Fran, founded Media Connect Partners in 2007. Based in Fort Lauderdale, MCP slash Brandstar, so Media Connect Partners and Brandstar, delivers social media strategy and execution for clients around the globe, over 5 billion impressions monthly. Oh my gosh. Brian has over 30 years of technology and marketing experience and serves on several nonprofit boards. It's all about the ROI. I love that. Welcome, Brian, to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Amber, I'm 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 incredibly honored. So I want to tell um all the listeners, all of my mm-hmm. bombshells today, that this has actually been an episode that I've held off on because I while I know that so many people need direction with social media, and I mean that's that is such a a time-sucking struggle, even for me. Um, I wanted to be very careful about who I brought onto the show to talk about it first, because there's a lot of shysters out there. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people who learn something on a webinar and then they turn around and teach it themselves. And then there are people who get 5 billion impressions a month and have 30 years of technology and marketing experience. So... And, and, and still try to be hip and cool for the young yeah. kids. Right? Yeah, because I mean, obviously you started when you were like four. Exactly. So. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so That's tell true. me a little bit about Brandstar and um, and what it is exactly that y'all do. Sure. Well, MCP is is the company that, that my wife and I founded in New York uh, in 2007. And and <clears throat> we, at the time, we were, we were, uh, focusing on Friendster and MySpace. Yeah. Uh, if, if anybody remembers those things. Um, you be my top eight, Brian. You'd there you go. There you go. Tom, <laughs> my friend Tom. Yeah. Um, that's too oblique. No one gets that today. Anyway, um, we focused on that and we brought some major New York brands in and we helped them with that. And then as the new platforms came out, we realized that this was something that really needed some full-time attention. So we um, re-engineered our company and rebranded it as Media Connect Partners and, and, and primarily focused on social media strategy and execution. Uh, uh, over the years, since 2010, we've, we've worked in a lot of different verticals, um, but uh, ironically, like 75% of our business was in the nonprofit kind of category. And uh, and faith, uh, some a lot of folks there. So um, so that's been a a, a big vertical of ours. Um, late late last year, we met with a uh, agency in Florida called Brandstar, and uh, they've they're a 20, 22 year old agency um, that works with brands around the world creating branded content. They have a TV studio and they have several shows that air on Lifetime TV and Fox Business, and uh, uh, they were missing some of the digital marketing. Part they have brands come through, but they weren't they weren't sticking around to keep doing business with them, mm. and so uh, we worked out a. a we, I, I love the CEO and thought he was great, and kind of worked out a plan. And so at, on January one, we were acquired by Brandstar. So now uh, MCP is is a fully owned uh, entity within the Brandstar uh, universe, I guess. So okay. now we've got not only do we have our big social media arm, but we have a, a forty thousand square foot TV studio. We've got analytics teams. It, SEO, uh, you know, uh, advertising, 
um, animation, graphics, uh, uh, AdWords, uh, Google Grants, on and on and on. And uh, we've got a, a, a great facility here in Fort Lauderdale. And definitely, if anybody's listening and they'd like to come down and check us out, um, please come and we, we, we give a good tour here. We have free coffee, too. Yeah, so, <laughs> well, that's a great so, place to start. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it, I love my coffee. But, uh, you know, our focus is helping organizations rec- recognize real ROI from social media. Um, you kind of touched on it a minute ago. Listen, I, I, I hate calling myself an expert, so I never do that. But, but there are a lot of folks that, that, that tweet for you and, and then say, okay, I did my job. And, and then you're left wondering, well, what did I get out of that? Yeah. You know, what, was my, what was my conversion or what was my ROI? Um, you know, I, I just hung up the phone before this call, uh, before this, this uh, talk with you, Amber, with the, the CEO of a, of a global nonprofit. You'd know their name, um, but there's not many nonprofits bigger than they are. And we were talking about a new project, but he wouldn't leave the fact that Brian, you know, we've got to see, you know, measurable deliverables out of this social media project. Yeah, like, I, I know we do. He said, you know, and so he came up with some right there on the call, and that's how we stay employed, is by delivering, uh, you know, ROI or or those KPIs, key performance indicators, measuring those. So that's kind of the what makes us different, I think. Yeah, that's and and really what piqued my interest when you and I chatted on the phone where we had a mutual friend who connected us. And so can we dig a little bit deeper there? A a typical bombshell, and not every, but a typical bombshell has a brick and mortar business. Maybe it's a a salon or spa. She might be um, an owner of a boutique. We have law firms. Um, I'm just trying to go down my list of fitness centers, that sort of thing. So um, very much um, in the business and Mm -hmm. hard to get on top of the business which I think we all can relate to. Um, so when you're using terms like ROI and KPIs, that's yeah. that's like, whoa, what is that? Um, so how can you, yeah. how can if you can just maybe like back up just a little bit and talk about why do you want the ex- expectation of return on what investment and what yeah. is a KPI? So so return on investment really is, you know, you're, you're investing something in your digital marketing strategy. It could be dollars. It could be time. Um, we we work with a, a salon, ironically, in in Tribeca, in Lower Manhattan. Um, great guy. His name is Lance Lappin. Little shout out to my friend Lance. Yeah. And uh, he's on uh, what street is he on? Greenwich. I want to say he's on Greenwich Street, but right off Chambers in Greenwich, I guess. And um, uh, West Broadway. Sorry, West Broadway. Um, you could edit that out. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, you know, his for him, you know, he, he's not really a technical guy he's a he owns a salon and he deals with literally celebrities and 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 all four sorts of folks who come in there and get lots of work done right so social media for them is building a relationship outside of the two hours that that person's there once a month mm-hmm. so it's becoming an expert in other areas and adding value so that when you think of 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 someone to take care of your hair or, or face or facial or whatever your needs are, nails, et cetera, you think of, of Lance Lappin. And so for him, um, having an increased uh, engagement with a customer, so they come in once a month, but you see them online in, throughout the month, you know, making comments or, or liking something, it just it shows you're building a, a longer lasting relationship with that client. You know, I know that salons as, 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 as hairdressers, you know, uh, uh, maybe they rent a chair or they're there permanently, whatever it is, you know, they build up a, they build up a list of clientele that they keep with them, 
right? Yeah. Well, to keep them sticky and to keep them with them forever, you know, beyond seeing them once a month, you know, it's 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 that long-term relationship. Now, are you making money off that? You know, you can't, you aren't selling widgets or, or things. You're, you're actually building a relationship that, that carries on to the future. So I think, I think one, one measurable thing you can get out of that is that just that relationship. Um, yeah. 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 And, and I think about, um, you know, yoga studios or even fitness centers. It's so, it's, way easier to keep a member engaged and happy and part of a community than it is to go out and have to find a new one that like fits that community mm-hmm. and fits your brand and that sort of thing. So yeah. the the ROI on that would really be uh, measurable through your retention numbers, right? Yeah. And if, and if you're, if you're putting out decent content, you know, um, you know, Amber, I'm talking to you, we're having coffee and you're like, man, I really need to get my my roots done. Listen to me. I have no idea what I'm talking about, Amber. <laughs> um, and I say, you know what? I I use I'll use Lance again. I use Lance Slap, and, and uh, great, great. You know, go to their Facebook page. You'll learn all, and you go there. And if it's a, if it's a deserted wasteland, you're going to be like, well, what's he talking about? Oh yeah. But if you see some before and after pictures, or you see some great stories, or a blog, or a a day in the life of a customer who's come through and, and they had a great experience, whatever, um, you'll probably pick up the phone and, and make a make an appointment. Um, and, uh, and so that's, you know, and, and, you know, what does it cost them? Well, probably nothing really, unless you're doing advertising. Um, it's, it's, it's telling the story, I think of, of, of what you do beyond, um, just shouting, Hey, buy our product. You're, you're telling a story. Um, for example, and this maybe would relate, um, if you're thinking about, um, Let's say you know you want to you have some extra extra funds and you want to donate to a, a cause. Um, you know, in my parents' era, um, they would donate to a cause based on a name. So if it was a, a a Red Cross or a Salvation Army or maybe somebody like let's say a Billy Graham or some notoriety notor- notorious person where you know the name, they would give based on that or engage. In, in my my age group, um, we would give based on a cause. So building a well or, or going in and for hurricane relief, et cetera, because there's a cause there. But, but the, the younger generation, the, the, the 18 plus millennials, um, they want to see results and they want to hear a story about it. So, okay, I understand there was, you needed a well built in this, in this village, but show me what happened. How did they react to the well? What, show me what, you know, the, the, the after effects of it. Oh, you know, the kids are able to go to school now because they had fresh water and now edu- the grades are up and now they're going to college. You know, the things that happen, that story, if you tell it, that connects. And that's how you use social media. So you may not be building wells in a village, but you're doing something that has a that has a, a, a story behind it. Well, you can share that story with an iPhone and you don't need to overproduce things. You can get it out there. And that's, I think, one of the un, un, uh, the things that people forget about when they are doing or working in social media. Yeah, so this it makes me think about, and I say this very frequently, but when I was in college, I was on the debate team. And I was, um, was oh, I don't even remember, but uh, it, I got all the stuff that like somebody else would create the subject, and then I listened to their argument, and I had to come back with an argument with no background, no warning, no nothing. I just had to respond. And so when we rehearsed, I would get in my head and my coach would always say, Amber, what's the impact? What is the mm. impact? If you don't have yeah. the impact, you don't have you don't have an argument, you don't have a story, and you're not gonna win. 
And I, when I think about that with branding and you know, especially social media, if there's no impact, then where, where are you really going with this? So mm-hmm. maybe for millennials, but maybe for I'm Gen X, and mm-hmm. um, you know I'm kind of skeptical because that's what Gen Xers do, right? Right. So right. If you're not telling me the impact, then why do I care? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, it's something to take home. So, you know, if you're if you're a salon and you want to build up your you know your database. Uh, I'm assuming that most salons have sort of a salon management system they use, right, uh-huh. to keep track of appointments and history. And so when I come in, they can say they can do a little bit of research and say, "Oh, hey, Brian, how was your anniversary? I know your anniversary was last week," you know, because they've re- they've written that down, right? Um, you know, a, a good marketing strategy would be building up that email database so that in your salon management system, you can email everybody on a regular basis and say, "Here's what's new." Um, well, social media is a great way to build up the d- 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 database. So if you're going to have like a a wine and cheese night or something and come in and see the newest products from, from, from XYZ manufacturer, you know, you put that on social media, drive people to a landing page where they can give their email address or an evite or something like that. Those are all conversions. Those are all things you can measure and say, wow, this is really working. Um, Many of our organizations put a dollar amount on an email address. So if you're a retail establishment, you've got 10,000 people in your email database you know, you could you could say, okay, I'll put five bucks on each email address and say that over the lifetime of that email address, I'm going to earn $5. Now, the dollar amount may change, but you could say, okay, well, I got $50,000 worth of email addresses in my system. Yeah. So, so you know, that's not a bad thing is to use these tools to have something that's that's sincerely measurable. So, you know, invite people in for a, for a gathering, gather their email addresses, you know, market to them um, or give away... You know, I know one organization that that has a giveaway every month, and they just never stop. Every month, it's a new giveaway, and they collect email addresses. It's significantly impacted their business for the better. Before that, for it building the database. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Because you know, a lot of um, bombshells are like, "Well, I would just do social media because I'm supposed to do social media," and so there's not a lot of strategy behind it. And so yeah. we've touched a little bit on on um, creating that sense of community and engagement and retention and that sort of thing. But then let's talk about like, how would you, uh, how would you use the email for the long term? So it's just not hit or miss, Um, you know, social media gets all the the praise, but really an email list is gold, right? So can you talk about the connection there and how a bombshell might, focus in that area some? Well, you know, I think I think just the email database, the amount of followers that one would have on any of these platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, for instance, you know, for somebody like yourself, podcast listeners, podcast downloads, those are all um, revenue numbers. Mm-hmm. So if I'm if I own a retail establishment and 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 an investor pops in and says, you know, I believe in what you're doing, Amber. Um, uh, but tell me, tell me about your following. Then you can say, well, you know, I've got sixty thousand people on my email database. Like, they'll what? You do what? That that becomes a, a a factor in valuation for the dollar amount of your business. So so I think I think it's it's more than just a marketing tool. It's a foundational piece of of who you are as a company. Uh, I know a, a company that that sells regularly, and they lose business because they don't have enough followers on their Facebook page. Wow. So they'll 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 sell their widget, and uh, just re- just last week I was talking with them, and and they're like we're losing business because we don't have enough credibility, and so we initiated a campaign to legitimately and organically build up 
that Facebook following, not buying things off eBay, not buying likes on eBay, right? But organically getting them, and 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 within three weeks, they saw an immediate turnaround in their business. That's amazing. Um, so I think there's 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 hard revenue things where you you send an email out, somebody buys something, somebody makes an appointment. Then there's that softer revenue piece that that goes into the future, which I think is equally as important. But sometimes the CFO doesn't see as much value in that because they're not they're not making money off that. Yeah. So I always think about when I want to try a new restaurant because I'm a foodie, a mm, diehard foodie. And if I want to try a new restaurant, yes, I go and look at their menu on their website and I want to see pictures and I want to see what the ambiance is going to be like. But then I go to Facebook and I look at what they've been posting and and I look at what other people are saying and I look at their reviews. And so that is more of like a like in time active way for me to evaluate if I belong in Perfect. that business. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I'll tell you what, here's another case study if I can give you one. Absolutely. Um, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, any any Okies out there? Oh, I see uh, your hand. Raise your hands. <laughs> okay, I see them. Um, this new I can see two ways. You got a great system here, Amber. This is awesome. How do this? <laughs> um, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, there's a restaurant called Sushi Hana. And mm. they've got two locations, one one in South Tulsa and one on Brookside. And um, uh, Sushi Hana is owned by a man and husband and wife, Kenny and uh, and San, and uh, um, Kenny and uh, oh, I forgot Kenny's wife's name, Shirley. And um, they had a situation where they weren't getting enough reviews. And so, just like you said, Amber, you know, you you hear about the restaurant, you go online, and you want to see what people are saying. And that really is a deciding factor if you're going to make a reservation or not. Yeah. And so what we did is is we created a brand new website called sushihanareviews.com and we created little cards, little business type cards that go in their um, in the check wallet when they deliver the check at the end of the night and it encourages them to leave a review at sushihanareviews.com and it's a simple landing page with two buttons, one for Yelp, um, I think both for Yelp actually, and one for, one for TripAdvisor, and one for Yelp. That's yeah, right. Yes. So with one click, and it's above the fold, it's responsive, meaning it works on a mobile phone. With one click, you direct them right there, leave a review. Positive or negative, you don't care. You're trying to get the reviews in. in. Um, and it was pretty successful. Um, for a period, they were number one restaurant on TripAdvisor for the entire Tulsa, Oklahoma area. Wow. Um, and, uh, and so you know, I hope, it, I hope it impacted their business positively. But this was a mix of strategy and social. The, their so if you think about it, they had a goal. This was to to bring business in. One of the problems was they weren't getting enough reviews. So we thought of a thought of a solution to that, which is which is you know driving traffic there with a simple landing page, and then people execute on that. Yeah. If you just so say, hey, give us your review, people don't know where to go. You have to lead them. You have to really lead them to where they where they want to go. They don't do it on their own. So you have to kind of tell them what to do. Yeah, because I mean, just think about how busy we are with everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, I do I do well to just get the things done that I need to get done for Amber and Amber's family, yeah. my business and everything else. So yeah. um, that real directness, I, I like that. You have to tell people what to do. In fact, on, on a lot of our social media we create for our clients, if you, you, you need to tell them to share it or retweet it or yeah. like it. If you have to actually say it, please share this post. And then I've got tons of data going back 10 years showing the spike in traffic when you actually ask them to do that. They don't, they don't do it unless you ask them. So yeah. in this case, you know, please go here and review it. 
Um, I don't think they were giving away an agate appetizer or something. I, f- I forgot what the rules are, but you know, um, a lot of places will will do something nice for you if you give a review. So that's also not the thing to do. Yeah, and and it also when you make yourself visible. Well, I, I let me say it this way because I like to work with premium brands and I, I really like an upscale experience. So I have found that when a business owner greatly honors the fact that somebody took the time to review and they send them an email or something, that then creates that VIP exclusive experience. You feel like a special person, like a human that this person knows your name. They acknowledge that you took that time and that builds a, a deeper um, loyalty in return because like, hey, the GM of whatever emailed me. I'm going to go back there because I know the GM. You know, I mean, yep. that's just. Well, here's two. Here's two little little stories for you. Little short ones. Um, uh, a couple of years ago, my wife was running a marathon at uh, Walt Disney World, and uh, we were staying at the Hilton Bonnet Creek, which is a Hilton property on Hilton Hotel on the Disney property in okay. Orlando, and so it's it's right inside the property. And uh, the morning of the marathon, we were out there at four in the morning in the lobby waiting for the buses. And all the Hilton employees were out there dressed up, cheering with signs and, 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 and pom-poms and things. And they had a buffet set up and they were um, shaking everybody's hands and congratulations. And I'm like, and the, and the GM was there. And I was shocked that at four in the morning, they'd be out you know, with their guests, congratulate them on getting ready to do the marathon, right? Yeah. And I was so impressed that I was writing my first book, and I actually took one of the chapters, and I talked about this experience in my book. And uh, um, sooner then, then one other time later on, I actually went back to the property, and I gave them a copy of the book. And now we've been friends ever since. Yeah. <laughs> but, so tell but, me about that. What's this book? Is that, you have a book um, out. It's called Social Media for the Executive, and it's on Amazon by Brian Boyd. You can find it. Okay. But but I was so impressed with that experience that that I tweeted about it. I shared about it. I even wrote about it in my book. Yeah. Now, I don't know if they generated any revenue about that, but who would have thought that somebody in that boardroom, in that meeting room, said, you know, let's get up at 4 in the morning and cheer these people on, <laughs> that the ripple effect it would have. You don't yeah. know. Um, and American Airlines is another great example. I'm, I happen to be a big American Airlines fan. And, and uh, it, little known fact, if you do you fly American, Amber? I, I do, okay. uh, but I, I like cheap old Southwest for cultural Southwest, reasons too. No, Southwest is great. Um, but, but when you board an American plane, this is getting kind of deep, they play music on the PA system. And when you land, they play music again. Well, I like the music. That, <laughs> I like the music they play on American Airlines. On Spotify, they publish their playlists for the boarding and the departure stop. of the planes. True. Yeah, so you can you can connect to you can you can um, follow their Spotify playlist and listen to the boarding music or the the departure music, the the whatever the music. And um, and I noticed that they were they were labeling the playlists incorrectly, and I couldn't read the names of the playlists. And so I tweeted American Airlines. That's about a month ago. And I said, you know what? I, I love your music on Spotify, but I can't read the names because of the way you've got it formatted. Just FYI, you know, I'm one of what, how many billion people that fly this airline? Yeah. They wrote back and like, Mr. Boyd, we're glad you're a fan and, and we'll let our team know. Keep on listening. I'm like, okay. A half hour later, I noticed Spotify, they changed all the names of the playlists. Wow. 
And That's wrote, the power of social media. Phenomenal. I, you, and, and I'm, I, I couldn't be a bigger fan of them right now because they listened to me and they actually made a change. I saw it implemented. I'm like, I'm, who am I? You know. And, and I got so excited about that. But our communication was through social. And I've already told the story uh, you know, maybe 10 times. And it so, deepened your loyalty to the brand. And maybe the people listening here, right? Because yeah. this isn't some some cold-hearted brand who just, maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe they are. But but this is an example where they treated me like a human. Yeah. And I, I think if maybe that's the bottom line here is, is social media is your opportunity to treat people with humanity and civility and build a relationship. Um, there's plenty of people use social just to sell, sell, sell. Um, I love it when you when you build a relationship and um, um, and treat me like a human. I think that's your opportunity. Listen to me. Tell me your story. Interact with me, um, and 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 I'll be loyal to you as well. Yeah, that's awesome. And just I mean, beyond the the impact of of what that experience um, gave. I know every time. In fact, I was just at my salon the other day, and every time I'm there, I'm like, "Oh, what's is this a Pandora station? Like, what station is this? Yeah. Like, I want to know what this because it was all my favorite music. There's tons of '90s music. I'm such a '90s kid, and what that's what a great strategy. That's a great social strategy right there. Like, tweet out your playlist of the day, and if that's yeah. you know another one of those things that um, bombshells can walk away with today. Yeah. So. Okay, so speaking of what we can walk away with, um, let's talk a little bit about KPI, so key performance indicators. Mm-hmm. When, when a bombshell creates her social media plan, whether it's a short-term plan or a long-term plan, what are some key, like examples of key performance indicators they can use so that they can measure the effectiveness sure. of their time and their resources? Well, I'm not going to know... <clears throat> the KPIs for every every listener out there, but some right. some some ones that we see across the board. Um, impressions is a great number to measure, and so you know after you listen to this podcast, you know write this stuff down, and and go and go put these in a, in a Google sheet or something and write these down. So impressions is a great number. Impressions is how many people are exposed to your content. It, it, Amber, it doesn't mean a whole lot, you know, but but it it is a number. Um, uh, interactions is another good KPI. So how many people interact with your content? A like, a thumbs up, a upvote, a retweet, a comment, a share. We lump, lump all those together in something called interactions. You know, Add those all up and tell me what you did for the month of February. Then at the end of March, measure it again. Is it going up? Is it going down? You know, That's a KPI. Yeah. Um, a conversion is a KPI. So a conversion would be, a, 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 let's say, a, an email address you acquired, a, a widget you sold, an appointment that was made, a maybe you have an email form on your website that people fill out and they submit an email request. That's a conversion. Someone's actually done something physically with you. Write those down and measure those. Um, how about a click through to your landing page? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm hoping that some of your social media content is interesting, and to learn more, you provide a nice URL where I can click through and learn more. Well. If you're using the right kind of tool, like a, like a Bitly or something like that, we have our own custom tool we use here to, to measure this in real time. Um, you can measure those click-throughs and say, hey, I had you know this month 600 people click through on a website. Next month, 1,200 people click through on a website. Well, that's, those are good numbers. Um, email acquisition is, is something we talked about a minute ago. Um, you know, record how many emails you acquired this month and do it again next month. Let's keep track of that so we can see if that number is going up or down. 
Um, I mean, those are some of the some of the, the, the top things. Um, you know, awareness is a number. Sentiment is an, is, a, is a KPI. There are tools out there. Um, Salesforce makes one. There's some free tools. If you Google it, you can find it. But measuring sentiment, are people happy with you? Are they mad about you? Do they generally say good things or not? Um, those are all kind of some of the things you could measure. And, and your your brand may have other items that are important to you that you want to record and you know measure on a monthly basis. Yeah, but I think that's the key, right, is to find the, find the number that you're going to track and then track it. Whereas, you know, a lot of people, I think, are just shooting in the dark. They're doing it to right. do it. They don't really have anything that they're um, tracking in terms of seeing if, if what they're doing is actually gaining right. some traction or that sort of thing. So Yeah, not every social media campaign is a home run. Um, please, we've had plenty that have not been successful. <clears throat> so, yeah. so I, and I don't expect everybody here to, to become a millionaire tomorrow because they listen to this amazing podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but you feel forward, right? It's still data. It's, it's, still, it's data. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and bad data is good data. I mean, measuring something that didn't work is great because now you know what not to do in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so um, these little things like asking for a share you know, we measure that, and we can we know the positive impact of that. So I can I can put an A and B test up there and do one with and one without and show you the impact. Um, so it's important to measure all that stuff. So one more one more. Well, I'll say two more questions, but um, mm-hmm. one more question before my final question. Uh, there's there's usually a debate between be everywhere, blast everything to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want to be on every social channel that there is, and then there's the argument that you yeah. just pick a couple and you do those well. So where do you yeah. stand on that? Well, you get to pick the ones that apply to your audience. Um, <clears throat> I think, you know, if we use the salon example, you know, Snapchat is a great platform to be on. You can tell a, a real interesting story on Snapchat and have that 13 to you know 20 20 year old audience you know connect and you can tell your story. Um, Line, which is a platform based out of Japan, would not be a good choice for you um, <laughs> here domestically. It doesn't have a big audience and it may not be good. Um, Open Table, not a good platform for the for the salon business. Right, right? now, if you're an author, you'd want to look at Goodreads. Phenomenal social platform for the author. Tell your story, tell about your book, get that going. Um, you know, TripAdvisor, not so good. Um, you know, inst- then you've got the ones that cross platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook are pretty good for everybody. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't want to ignore YouTube, of course, a great platform for video. Um, but you want to choose the platform that matches your demo and matches the kind of product you, you, or the, what your message you're trying to give. Um, we have clients that they, their demo is, is older, and so Snapchat, maybe even Instagram, isn't a great fit. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's measuring that before you make your first post. You know, look at your audience, look at you trying to engage, and then select the platforms that are neat. And even then, you, you don't want to blast the same content on every single platform. Um, you know, you don't put a billboard on television. Right. You, you want to you want to give your message differently for each audience. And so if, if, if my message is to, you know, to connect with Amber Hurdle, I'm going to say it differently on Snapchat than I would on Instagram than I would on, on Twitter. Gotcha. Okay. So good, good takeaways there. So um, I guess my final question is, if there is something that you could impart on our listeners today that they could take away just as a, 
golden nugget for social media as it applies to their business, what would that be? Uh, hustle. Um, get out there. And, and social media doesn't happen by accident. It takes careful, strategic planning and careful thought. And so um, you, you want to take some time and think about it and come up with a written plan. Um, don't don't treat it like a byproduct. This could be your most effective marketing tool in in the history of the world, and and the uh, the ROI is measurable in real time. Um, and uh, you know, if you're spending money on ads, even on Facebook, you can target somebody in your community for a quarter, fifty cents, a dollar. Yeah. Um, a year from now, that might be ten dollars and twenty dollars. I don't know. So we're sitting on this amazing set of tools, um, which allow you. Well, you know, look at our look at our president. When have we ever seen a president with the ability to communicate with his constituents in real time? Yeah, um, it's been around, but hasn't been used. What an, it, like it or not, it's it's incredible to see. Yeah. And so um, you know you know get out there, make a plan, and, and get to work. But but put some thought behind it. Um, I think there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things there. It wasn't just one thing, was it, Amber? Um, well, it all it all ties in, you know. Yeah. But I think that when you bring it all down to hustle, that's that's hustle, hustle. your plan, hustle getting yeah. out there, hustle your intention. That's, yeah, that's a key word for sure. It is, and uh, it's you know, and be a, be a human. You know, if you have a, you know, I we don't we aren't we aren't in the uh, um, business of having typos and stuff in our in our tweets, but. If you have a typo, it's probably okay. You're you're a you're a human being, you know. If you shoot a video, one of our I'll leave you with this. One of our most successful videos that we did on social media, and for all of our clients globally last year, was was I was in Israel and I shot a video in the middle of the it's a river there called the Jordan River, mm-hmm. and there was an event happening, and I waited out in the middle of this river and I did a Facebook Live. Wow. With a hotspot in my pocket on my iPhone. It, we had more views off this than anything else all year long. It wasn't professionally shot. I had no professional microphone. And yet the content was intriguing and people watched and watched and watched and watched. So, awesome. so um, you know, take that with the, take that and think about that. The content is important too. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Brian, for uh, being a guest today. You're a rock today. star. Thank you, Amber. If you want to learn more about Brian, of course, you can um, tweet to him at Brian Boyd on Twitter. You can email him, brian at mediaconnectpartners.com. And then you can find out more about this whole experience and I'm sure find amazing content there as well at brandstar.com. And these will all be in the show notes. So get out there and hustle, be a human, respect the humanity of your uh, customers and potential customers and Just remember to be bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident because that's the kind of entrepreneur you are. Until next time, bombshells. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources and be sure to tune in again. Cheers to you, bombshell.